Hello from the Oklahoma Summit on Access to Justice in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I'm John Williams, the Executive Director of the Oklahoma Bar Association, as your host. And I have two really great guests here today. I'd like to ask them to introduce themselves. I'm Chief Justice Douglas Combs, the Oklahoma Supreme Court from Shawnee, Oklahoma. My name is Rick Bozarth. I'm the Associate District Judge in Dewey County, Oklahoma, and Northwest Oklahoma. The county seat is Tologa. And we're on the road with Legal Talk Network. And we're back. Thank you so much for joining us on the road. It's a pleasure to be here in Oklahoma City. And today we're talking about the Oklahoma Access to Justice Commission. Mr. Chief Justice, can you give us a little bit of your background and how you came to this work? Well, I started out, I practiced law in, in my hometown, Shawnee, Oklahoma, for 17 years and, and then went on the bench as a special judge, which in Oklahoma is a magistrate position. Did that for eight years and then moved to the district judge uh, position, which was a general jurisdiction position in the same locale for another eight years, was appointed to the Oklahoma Supreme Court, began serving on the Oklahoma Supreme Court in January of 2011. Served on that, that court, and currently serving on that court now as Chief Justice, having been the Chief Justice since December of 2015. The Oklahoma Access to Justice Commission uh, was uh, started in 2014 by then Chief Justice Tom Colbert as a way to revisit the issue of access to justice in the civil realm in Oklahoma, which had been previously addressed back in the early 2000s and had kind of fallen by the wayside. And what about you, Judge Bozart? Tell us about how you got here today. Uh, well, I've been a district judge in, in uh, Dewey County for uh, just coming up 12 years, uh, but I practiced law there for 30 years before I went on the bench and uh, started out. One of my first jobs was uh, working in legal services in those areas and have been uh, involved with legal uh, legal services and uh, access to justice since the late 1970s. So was on the board of uh, Legal Aid of Western Oklahoma for 25 years. So uh, know those issues very well, and and those that all brought me to be a member of the Access to Justice Commission. Mr. Chief Justice, having come back and revitalized the commission, what do you think was the driving or most important point that that brought the court to to come back to re-energize the commission? Well, I think when uh, on the Supreme Court, the thing that you notice the most as cases progressed up to us at the, at the appellate level, you, you began to see such an increase in pro se litigants. Uh, more and more and more uh, were making the appellate process, making that appellate run. And of course, when you see that at the appellate level, it's amplified at the trial court level. You begin to look at the issues that are create those pro se litigants, those that are truly indigent, and then those that are simply low income. And that was all brought to light, I think, by the first Justice Index, which rated the state of Oklahoma as 50th. That Justice Index, which came out in uh, 2014, probably was the precipice for starting the Oklahoma Access to Justice Commission as a way to try to facilitate and look at the issues involving low-income Oklahomans and their access to the legal system. So all of that step-by-step process was really where we came from and where we got started with the Oklahoma Access to Justice Commission as a way to try to facilitate as an umbrella organization 
the efforts to expand access to justice in Oklahoma, and then try to educate Oklahomans about the need for civil access to justice and how that can impact every aspect of their lives. Uh, we were lucky enough to get a commission started with on a well, less than a shoestring, more like a thread, from a finance standpoint, and have great people like Judge Bozarth, uh, David Riggs, Anna Carpenter with the University of Tulsa, uh, Michael Figgins with uh, Legal Aid, among others, who were who stepped up to to form the first commission and begin that process. So that's kind of that's a short version of the history of how we got re reintegrated back into the access to justice on the civil side. You know, Judge Bozarth, Chief Justice made an interesting observation that from the court perspective, he's seeing the results of these pro se litigants. You as a district court level judge, what are you seeing? Well, just like Justice Combs, he was on the trial bench for quite a few years before he came to Supreme Court. Uh, I've been on the trial bench for about 12 years. And and uh, the rural areas of Oklahoma have had some really some ups and downs in their economy and those downs have have brought a lot of pro se litigants into our courts, and uh, it slows the process of justice down from the standpoint of you having uh, pro se litigants. And so, if we can streamline uh, their flow through the courts, help them find someone to help them uh, in the short term, it makes access to justice a more efficient operation. It's uh, it's difficult for uh, trial judges sometimes to be confronted with the fact that a litigant comes in and and you're prone to want to help them, but then it's unethical for you to do so. So, in in those situations, if if we've got somebody out there who can uh, give them a little preliminary information, help them uh, in their efforts to deal with the courts. Uh, everything runs smoother. Everything is fairer. Everybody has a better impression of how justice, how the court system has treated them. It's interesting that at one point the numbers were showing that Oklahoma was 50th in the nation. Mr. Chief Justice, what do you think we're doing that's, that's going to move us up, that's going to take us to a better place than we've been? Well, we've done several things in the, in the short period of time that we've uh, had the Access to Justice Commission formed not only by the commission, but also through the Supreme Court and by court rule. One of those areas that we were totally lacking was a certified interpreter program, language interpreter program in the state of Oklahoma. Uh, we now have a, a training program, certification program for Oklahoma interpreters, uh, language interpreters. We have certified, registered, and provisional interpreters. We've begun that process. The challenge has always been, as it always is in the judiciary, which is funding. Um, and you have to not only fund the process by which you train, uh, register, certify your interpreters, but you also have to be able to, in creating a profession, to be able to pay that profession where people want to get into that profession. That's the, the largest area. The second thing is we've tried to, we've been able to coordinate among all the various entities. Oklahoma and Oklahomans as a whole are a very giving uh, state, a very giving community. And there are a lot of niches, smaller groups of attorneys, lawyers for children, Catholic charities, those areas, Legal Aid of Oklahoma, for example, which will provide what they can, legal services for certain niche areas. The Supreme Court and the Access to Justice Commission's primary objective was to create an umbrella to try to coordinate those so that we had more of a uniform system of advocating uh, access to the courts rather than just a particular niche area. So we've tried to facilitate that as best we can. And we've done a really good job of doing that on a shoestring budget. 
We're getting there gradually. Today's summit is something that I think I talked about on one of the first two or three Access to Justice Commission meetings is possibly having a summit where we could try to bring all those people together in one location. Once you get them together and you get people talking, you can see how you can help each other and you can expand on the program. That's a, kind of the, a short version of where I think we are right now and where I think we're going. That's really interesting. Judge Bozart, with your experience on the trial court bench, if you had one wish or, or one thing that you think would be most helpful to pro se litigants, what would it be? Probably the biggest thing would be if we had uh, lawyers to serve poor people. And that's, that keeps those people from being pro se litigants. Uh, so that's probably the primary thing, but I, I have uh, enough concept of reality to know that that's, that's not ever going to happen, that we're going to have enough lawyers. So if we just had a situation where we had uh, some kind of a, a program where people could learn briefly before they go into court how they should conduct themselves, how they uh, can be treated by the courts, and uh, just kind of be a little bit more comfortable when they enter into that endeavor. Uh, I think they'll come away feeling that they've been treated fairly, and again, the, the process moves forward. Okay, gentlemen, and I have one last question, and Mr. Chief Justice, you alluded to this, but I want, I want to ask you to expand upon it maybe. What do you hope to achieve by today's conference? What what do you what outcomes are you looking for? Well, I'm already excited about what we hope to what we hope to achieve because we've got people in place who are going to talk to us about where we are and what we can do going forward. And the thing that excites me more than anything else is the access to through the Access to Justice Commission, which is through the Supreme Court. We're not a fundraising arm whatsoever. We cannot raise money because of the judicial because of judicial ethics. But we have now formed an Access to Justice Foundation, an Oklahoma Access to Justice Foundation, which is a 501c3 organization, which can raise money, which can be a, a grant applicant in order to bring money into Oklahoma to try to do those things that we think will most significantly impact low-income Oklahomans. That may be a way of trying to facilitate ombudsmen or navigators within certain courthouses in Oklahoma on certain dockets, the landlord-tenant docket or a small claims docket or the, the CS docket in Oklahoma, which is the lower credit card debt, basically, is what you have on there, where you have people who need to have some advice, some knowledge, as Judge Bozar talks about, of what to expect in the courtroom, what the judge really needs to hear. Because the judge is put in a position where if you have a pro se litigant and a represented litigant of trying to balance the two, and you want to try to help that pro se litigant to the extent that you can, but you can't go beyond what judicial ethics require you to do. So I'm excited about the fact that we're, that we're going to have an Access to Justice fund Foundation, which will be a financial arm of this battle to, to provide access to civil justice in Oklahoma. And Judge Bozart, tell us what you're looking to take away from today. One thing that a conference like this can do is educate people, energize people uh, on these issues. Our Bar Association has had a, an active access to justice committee within the Bar Association for many years. I've been involved with that committee, and the more people you have who want to help with these issues, uh, the better off we can all all be in the in the long term. So, Super. Before we close out today, I want to ask each of you to provide our listeners with information if they'd like to follow up with you. 
Again, I'm Rick Bozarth. I'm the Associate District Judge in Dewey County, Oklahoma. The county seat is Tologa in northwest Oklahoma. I'm, uh, I'm pretty pretty easy to find on the Internet. It's easier to find me on the Internet than driving up down the roads in the west. So uh, happy to hear from anybody. All right. And you, Mr. Chief Justice, I know that's a dangerous question to ask to a judge, but if you wouldn't mind letting our listeners know how they might follow up with you. Well, the easiest way to contact me is through the Oklahoma Supreme Court Network, which we, what we refer to as OSCN.net. That is the website for the court system in Oklahoma. I can be contacted through that website. My internet and email address is listed there. Uh, biography. The administrative office of the courts is also le- is there as well. And Judge Bozarth would be available to be contacted through Oklahoma Supreme Court Network as well, too. So we would encourage people to visit that site. Super. Well, we've reached the end of the road for today's episode. I want to thank our guests for joining us today. We also want to thank our listeners for tuning in. If you like what you heard today, please rate us in Apple Podcasts. We'll see you next time for another episode of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook. Or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thank you.